Welcome to the Listening Well podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I just want to say before we begin, thank you so much for tuning in. I know that there are a bajillion different platforms that are all fighting for your attention. And somehow you're here with me. If you are new to this podcast, welcome. I have different kinds of episodes, some of which I interview amazing people to have them share on what their journey has been like in the realm of wellness. And other episodes are more reflections, more things that I have learned on my own path that I want to share with you. And this is one of those episodes. Upon recording this episode, I am in the Alps currently in a valley called Roseg, just outside the bougie town of San Moritz. It's this gorgeous place, very hard to get to. It's known for its glaciers and just amazing scenery, seriously. We're now in the depths of winter and the snow is just blinding. I've never been around so much snow and not just normal snow, frothy snow, soft snow, snow that you can jump into and still be held and still be caught to like you're jumping into your bed. It's just so beautiful. Of course, being on holiday, I am in a very quiet, serene state of rest. I can feel my body and mind just at ease. It's very obvious that I'm far away from the bustling city of Singapore. I'm away from friendship orbs and the usual routine. I'm away from my home responsibilities and just the sheer buzz of what living in a city is like. So this environment has really put me into a state of being, which I feel so intimately. And as I'm being present in this space, in this new environment, it got me thinking. This being energy that I've often talked about with my guests on the show versus the doing energy that is very common in cities, bustling cities like Singapore. Why is it that we need to escape our home life to enter this being state so that we can find rest? And why is it that sometimes when we go travel elsewhere, we still find ourselves in that doing state of mind and we come back from our holidays equally, if not more exhausted? So this got me thinking in this reflection on what it means to be in being mind versus doing mind and how we can find the perfect balance between the two. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. So as I was saying, I'm in this beautiful environment. It's cold, it's chilly. I'm wearing layers for the first time in ages, which feels amazing. And what I've started realizing, especially in good company and with good food and wine and all that good stuff, is that this being mode is in full action. It's like I've taken a backseat in life where I've really immersed myself in the time and space and it's allowed me to relish on the little miracles life has to offer. I find myself pausing more easily, taking in the beauty around me. I can find my breath with greater ease and more often 
the attitude of gratitude for life, for the environment, for the food that I'm eating, for the people that I meet becomes more apparent. And this is a stark contrast from the constant swirl of energy and the need to fill in moments of downtime that I experience back home in Singapore. Not that that's wrong or anything. I'm not criticizing that. But I find that for me to fall into this being state, it's a lot harder. And it has to be a bit more intentional. I don't just find myself being and taking that breath of air and really tuning in unless I'm in a formal practice, unless I'm doing yoga or in my meditation practice. So I often wonder why simply doing nothing proves to be such a challenge in the city, not to mention in these go, 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 do, 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 more is better cities like Singapore you know, there's this perception that if you're not doing anything, you are wasting your time and thus you're not moving far along the hamster wheel or as far along as you're supposed to. Right now, I feel my nervous system smoothed out. You know, I I feel like everything is just okay. I'm not so much in my head. And I'm reflecting on the ways I live in both extremes, in this being state of mind versus a doing state of mind, and why it is that we can't find a middle ground where there is a healthy balance of simply being and thus tied intimately into the moment, but also to operate in a healthy state of doing where we can still support ourselves financially, we can still keep that drive and fire in our bellies burning because that's also important too, right? It's so easy to access the being state when you're in an environment that has no light pollution, not a lot of traffic, no noise, less people. This is why we go on holiday, right? This is why we decide to go on a retreat so that we can get away from the noise. But I really wonder if there's a way to access this being state of mind whenever you want, even amidst the buzz and vibration your city provides. So let's backtrack and think about the qualities that make up the state of being and doing. The words in itself are pretty self-explanatory, right? Like doing mind has this connotation of achievement, of getting things done, of energy, of forward motion, of future thinking, ample planning, right? We need this planning so that we can get closer to achieving our goals, right? There's a driving force to the doing mind, And in this state, this is where we solve and think through our problems. We are focused on our tasks. However, when we're too focused on our tasks, sometimes we forget to connect back with ourselves. We forget to ask, what is authentic to me right now? What is the unique offering that I can give to the world that's not like everyone else? 
when we're in doing mind, when we're always on the go, we can be prone to compare ourselves to other people's successes because we're not in our bodies. We're so in our heads. And I think that you can relate, right? Like when you're just on the move, always on the go, not taking time to rest and to tune in and inquire about what's true to you in this moment, it is easy to get swirled up in comparisons on social media, especially. And uh, this, I think, can be quite toxic, right? When we're in doing mind, and doing mind doesn't even have to be just about work. Even scrolling through social media, we're still doing, right? We're still taking in information. We're not really in the present moment when we're scrolling through social media. So it's important, I think, to no matter where you are or what city or how much you have going on, to take the time to reconnect with what the moment holds for ourselves, which is the inherent quality of being mind. Being mind is very much in the moment. It's this quality of presence that we feel when we are in meditation. When we're in meditation, the goal isn't to just fulfill the five, 10 minutes or whatever, right? There's no goal. It's more like you're opening yourself up to inquire about what's there for you right now. What's happening right now within you? And I feel like if we approach meditation that way, as opposed to, okay, I've set my timer for 20 minutes, let's just fulfill this 20 minutes, which I think has sort of got a flavor of doing mind. If we just ask ourselves, okay, what's happening right now? Where do I feel sensations in my body? What are the thoughts that are coming up? What's sitting heavy on my heart right now in this moment? And then what's happening now again in this moment? It's like we're activating our beginner's mind, which is so exciting, right? Imagine if we interpreted everything that we do with beginner's mind, like everything is happening for the very first time. How exciting. Because this allows us to remain open and curious to life, right? Things become less redundant. This loop that we find ourselves in, uh, you know, the same patterns, the same routine, I think just things get spiced up a little more if we approach life with a beginner's mind. When we're being, we learn to accept reality as it is without changing them. When we choose to pause and to really just do nothing and find ourselves maybe walking on the beach, taking a walk, changing your scenery, sitting on a hammock and just doing nothing. I mean, how hard is that to do in this modern day and age, right? Like just, let me just go outside, sit on my balcony and just sit. It sounds just so weird and like a waste of time and boring, you know, as a matter of fact. But I think that by doing this, we invite a sense of ease and openness into ourselves. And thus we can open to the possibilities that life has to offer. We can connect to our inner wisdom 
right? Not the old stories that we've told ourselves, the old ways that we've been doing things. We like listen to our inner voice. But of course, like with anything, if we are too much in being mind, then we can become a little spacey, right? We're sort of daydreaming and we find ourselves aimlessly wandering through life. We don't have any purview of our long-term goals or consequences of our actions. So we must also inhabit the doing mind and find the balance between the two. I'm not saying that one is better than the other, not at all, right? It's that synthesis, right? That balance so that your nervous system can avoid going on overdrive or going up and down. And it's no news that when we are in chronic stress, when our adrenal glands are constantly leaking out cortisol, this can lead to a whole myriad of health problems. When we are in our head about a situation, or when we are ruminating so much on one thing, one topic, this is our doing mind that is on overdrive. And this is your sign to take a few deep breaths, take that moment to pause and reconnect in the here and now so that we can then access our authentic wisdom, right? That in that inner knowing that's so subtle sometimes, but when you truly listen, it speaks so loudly, right? I've experienced this so many times where I've just find, found myself with like just thinking about things, right? I feel anxiety creep up. I am in my head. I'm thinking about all the ways that I've done something wrong. And when I take that moment to pause... Really, when I take those few deep breaths, when I sit still, when I even just go into the sauna and don't read anything, don't bring my phone in, don't look at anything, don't have any input, don't listen to an audiobook, I come out going, okay, all right, I'm now out of my head. I understand what I need in this moment. Right? It's like the energy is being moved from head to heart. And I know what my inner voice is trying to tell me. I've learned how to trust my inner voice so much more. I would kind of put her to the side and, you know, try to rationalize my way out of it because, you know, this is what people expect of me or this is what is deemed more acceptable in my society or my, in my circles. I've learned to drown that all out and follow my heart because of the intention of coming back into being mind. So sometimes it's as simple as just stopping what you're doing and making a cup of tea, a cup of tea, not a drink. Okay. <laughs> I know it's easy to go for that gin and tonic when you're in a stressful mode, but try making a cup of tea. Take a nap. Oh my gosh. Naps are some of the most restorative tools that you can find to regain your center again. Recently, I had a sort of big life change happen and I found myself in a major anxiety bout 
And I knew that before I made a decision, I didn't want to make a decision in this state. And so I took a nap. I went through one whole REM cycle and I woke up a little more clear. This nap or the decision to take a nap is dedicating the time to just be. And this is in turn practicing self-care because we've invited the sense of ease into our body, mind, and spirit intentionally. We can relax and allow our doing mind to just be held to the side for a moment because I think the doing mind is super important, but it has to be reflected when you're grounded, when you are in already a state of being. And so then when you make decisions, they tend to be more fitting for the situation that you're in. So we need both. It's no joke that modern day humans were currently in doing mode all the fucking time. And we pay little attention or place little emphasis on our self-care. I have so many friends who are happily underslept, under-exercised, over-medicated, and they find their sense of worth by being busy, by, you know, overachieving on that report or trying to impress their boss with the hope of a promotion, you know, that hamster wheel that keeps on going. And they neglect these important lifestyle habits because of this. But what good is all the work that you do? And what does it matter if your body starts breaking down, your health becomes compromised your mental health is in shambles and you just completely break your spirit. It's not sustainable. And that's, I guess, all I'm saying. It's really important to be productive, proactive, to make use of your days. But I think that as a society, especially those in a bustling city, right? Like Singapore, Hong Kong, New York, all those main cities that are so connected, so fast paced, we place little importance on our self-care. And by self-care, I think what I mean is that pausing moment. I think these cities, uh, we're very into our fitness. We're very into like go big or go home or, you know, we try to do more. We try to stay fit. We try to sweat and get our heart rate up. But I guess you know, I think the emphasis on slowing down is not as promoted in these societies. And I guess that's all I'm trying to say. If you'd like to take this suggestion or not, up to you. But try slowing down sometimes. What does your body need? Does it need to have a little more stress exertion on your body? Do you need to stress your muscles? Or do you need to go to somewhere where it's a bit more quiet, it's a bit more calm, even a yin practice or a meditation practice where you can find that inner state of being, you can reconnect to your breath, and thus you can access that being mode so that you can do the things that you do from a better place. I am a huge advocate for promoting balance in your life. And that will look differently for everyone. 
right? There's this fine balance between accomplishment and achievement and maintaining your happiness and health. I find that being busy is so glorified, but, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think that we should just make personal wellness and calming our nervous systems down way more cool and less of an impression that you are lazy and less of a machine of a human. I love it when I have friends that come back and tell me that they went on a holiday and they did fuck all. You know, they went on a social media detox. They've completely deactivated their accounts. They've decided to take a month off of booze or even avoid going to social activities so that they can better their quality of sleep and rest and find a little bit more of a consistent sleeping pattern. I find this super admirable and really brave because this just shows that they're loving themselves into evolution, into bettering themselves. They know what they need. There's a sense of self-awareness there. And I love it when my friends are in that awareness phase of their lives, you know, like, okay, it's time. It's time. Let's declutter. And by declutter, I don't mean materialistically, but on a more um, personal level, right? Even with friends, even with just the things that you're doing, let's simplify. So there is no strict formula to balancing our being and doing minds. We are all different and so beautiful and so unique. We all have different ways of coming back to ourselves. But no matter what we are doing in our lives, if we take a moment to be mindful in whatever it is that we're doing, when we find ourselves in burnout and we're just striving so hard and we notice palpitations in our heart, we notice that we are you know, anxiously biting our nails, which is a sign for me that I am in overdrive. And this is a sign for me when I'm anxiously biting at my nails that I need to calm the hell down. And it's important to know when your doing mind takes over, when you're feeling frazzled and lost, take those two or deep breaths and come back to the moment. Just take things step by step. Get away from your computer. Go for a walk. Take a walk. Turn to nature. Oh, you have no idea how nurturing nature is. And for some reason, when I'm amongst trees, it's like, it's like trees have the highest wisdom for me. And by being around nature, it allows me to tap into my own inner wisdom. It like accesses my heart and takes me out of my mind so well. So yes, turn to nature. We can trick ourselves into thinking that the world is so very small, right? That our problems are the only thing that matters and it takes center stage in this show called You. But man, we are so insignificant. <laughs> Just take a look outside and notice the cosmic play of life that's around you. Notice how nature is supporting one another, how there's this interdependency between the birds and the bees and the trees and how they propel our lives. There is a constant exchange of energy between us and the world that keeps each other going. So just sometimes 
don't take yourself too seriously. (laughs) This will pass. This may not be as important as you think it is. Remind yourself of your vulnerability, of your smallness in context of the greater whole. And I'm not saying, you know, remind yourself that you are insignificant. You are super significant. But your problems, I think, are often exacerbated when we are in doing mind, when we don't come back to ourselves. So come back to this moment and do it often. Because then this way you may better operate from a grounded, more wiser place. So cherish each moment and trust that it will guide you to making better decisions so that these small moments that you experience will create this amazing tapestry that is your future. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you have any questions about it or comments, you can leave a little note for me on my website. There's a cute little microphone function as well in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen where you can leave up to 90 seconds of a voice message. It'd be lovely to hear from you. It always helps if you rate the show on whatever platform that you're tuning in from. It always helps. And it just uh, shows me that this journey, (laughs) this this platform that I'm sharing all this on is worthwhile. I thoroughly enjoy it. You know, it's um, a wonderful way for me to share what I'm reflecting on, what I'm going through. And I hope that these nuggets of information can be useful for you too. Till the next episode, take good care, eat well, sleep well, love well, be kind to yourself, and I'll see you back here on the Listening Well podcast. Ciao.